0: Welcome to the Thrive with Omu podcast, where each week I'll chat with an amazing entrepreneur on their group journey. They'll be sharing this with us to help and encourage us to take that bold step. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to have here today, Christine. Christine is that person you want to meet when you're really dealing with all sorts of challenges. Um, she is your go-to person, and she's had her fair share. And look how beautiful she's looking today, um, <laughs> Christine. I'm so happy to have you here today. How are you doing?
1: I'm so happy to be here today. I'm doing well. Just excited to you know connect with your audience today and tell everyone a little bit about myself and you know my journey and what I have to offer everyone.
0: Awesome. So just tell us a little bit about yourself first, because I know your journey is an interesting one.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I currently work as a licensed therapist and trauma healing coach. I have a wellness business where I have developed a trauma healing program specifically for women with childhood trauma um, and have kind of created this framework of reset reframe reclaim um to kind of yeah to kind of work people through you know resetting the body and the mind and then we're reframing beliefs that we may have learned about ourselves or the world based on our traumatic experiences and then reclaiming that narrative for ourselves to reclaim our lives also and move forward from there
0: wow amazing amazing Amazing. And did you choose this path, um, based on what you've been through or is it, I mean, how, why did you choose this path?
1: Yeah, great question. And one that everyone wants to know. Um, so absolutely. I have been through my fair share of trauma. Um, you know, obviously that's not The best way to connect with people, but because I have that experience, it does help me to connect with my clients on a much deeper level. So, you know, I know we've talked a little bit about this before, but, um, my, um, my trauma kind of starts in childhood as well with both my parents suffering from addiction and kind of working through that their whole lives, which really ingrained a lot of, um, I guess you would say those unhelpful beliefs for myself that I had to work through to deconstruct. So, um, yeah, it kind of carried with me until early adulthood and going through my own therapy process and, and healing. And then, you know, finally I'm like, okay, I'm getting to a point where I'm feeling better. And I'm like, so many people don't know that this is a possibility. They don't have to live within the confines of the beliefs they thought they had to. So I started the journey of, you know, becoming a social worker and then becoming licensed to become a therapist and now trauma healing coach.
0: Oh, wow. So, you know, when you use words like deconstruct, a lot of people don't know what you're talking about. So do you want to down so that we can understand
1: yeah, so I guess um, if I wanted to paint a picture, imagine like construction, right? So we're constructing something, we're building, building it. So each of our experiences in life, they build up our beliefs about ourselves in the world. So sometimes if you are having a traumatic or high stress experience, then that belief may not be very helpful or constructive for you such as I'm not good enough. I'm worthless. I'm never going to be happy. So think of those as like those bricks that you're constructing. So the deconstruction of that is taking out that brick of I'm worthless and processing that and, you know, really, truly challenging that belief and where it kind of came from and doing that one at a time for each of these beliefs that we have started to believe because of experiences. So, I hope that kind of paints a picture of what I mean by deconstructing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to understand. So, I mean, you talked about your um childhood trauma um and did you always know because I get the impression that sometimes we go through these things and we really yeah. don't know what we're going through. So, at the time, did you know you were going through childhood trauma or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I I think that's a really good question, because a lot of people at the time of a traumatic experience don't know that it's a traumatic experience. And I would say that that's true for me as well, especially as a child, you know, you don't know what's normal and what's not normal. So, you know, my mom um, having, like, I guess, some adverse reactions to drugs that she was on, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on with her. I, I was just like, she's playing a silly game, you know, or something as a child. And I really started to understand what it was that she was going through as I got older. So um, in turn, I would say no, that I did not know at the time that I was going through those traumatic experiences.
0: So at the time you didn't know, what was your reaction?
1: Um. I guess, you know, as a child, I, I felt like I was different than my friends, you know, maybe like I didn't fit in. Um, This started probably happening, you know, around like eight or nine when I really started to feel that way and then really kind of accelerated in about, you know, fifth, fifth grade, I would say I really started to notice how my family was different and, my relationships with my parents and the way that I viewed the world was really different than my peers.
0: Wow! Um, and how did that affect your um, growing up into a full adult?
1: Yeah. So it's it's been a process. <laughs> you know, um, healing is for life, in um, my opinion. You know, we never stop growing and working on ourselves. But kind of how I was talking about these beliefs that we construct from these experiences, I had a lot of those. And they were those things of, you know, I'm not good enough. Like, why don't my parents love me? Or why are they not giving me the, you know, attention or care that my friends are getting from their parents? Um, You know, I thought that I would also fall victim to substance abuse. And that was going to be my legacy, right? So I built up all these beliefs about myself that, you know, was really hard for me um, as a high schooler and even graduating. And um, there was a time when I had no direction, you know, and all my friends are kind of preparing for college and, you know, their families are kind of there for them and they're doing these Big things in life. And I'm just kind of coasting through like with these beliefs. And so one day I'm like, something's got to change, you know? And I know it sounds like cliche, but I literally did wake up one morning and was like, I have to do something different. So that kind of started my journey into, you know, getting my own therapy, seeing my own therapist. And then from there, getting jobs that kind of were in that helping realm and so working my way up to becoming a therapist.
0: Um, Is it okay if I ask at what age you were when you said enough is enough?
1: Yeah, I think I was 17. Okay. So this was after years, years and years of experiencing, you know, these traumatic experiences.
0: Wow. And then you started dealing with it one day at a time, one step at a time.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And how did you deal with your parents going forward? And how, now I'm asking two questions. How did you deal <laughs> with your parents going forward? And then how did you, I want to use the word reintegrate yourself into this into your society because I'm imagining that you because of the relationship you said because of the thoughts you had about yourself it mm-hmm. would have affected your relationship in terms of having friends and peers and all that so how did you kind of find your feet because I hear people also say oh how am I going to face um, those friends that knew me then and things like that
1: Yeah, um, I, I did have a lot of shame, you know, around my experiences because I felt like it had to do with me, which, you know, a part of healing from childhood trauma is coming to the realization that it wasn't your fault and that it's not because of anything you did or anything you said. So really just working with professionals, mental health professionals to help me, understand that and deconstruct that belief that I had, that it was my fault, or I'm unlovable, or my parents are doing this to me, when in reality, it was that they needed help themselves. You know, and I think something like a very profound experience that I had honestly was like going to graduate school for social work and learning about all these different (laughs) yeah learning all these different theories and how different systems affect people and it really helped me to look not only at my life but at my family's lives and you know look at them as a whole person instead of like this is just my my mom or just my dad. Like they have their own experiences or their own traumatic incidents that they never healed from, which is what got them to, you know, the point of addiction.
0: Wow. So uh, does this inform your passion for what you do?
1: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> I know what it's like, you know, to to feel worthless, to feel like I'm never going to amount to anything that, you know, I wake up tired every day. Not now. I used to, you know, that's kind of one of the big things for trauma. You know, you don't feel motivated. You can feel depressed or anxious and stuck really like, I think that's a really good word to describe it as stuck. So, you know, that really ignites me to want to serve my community because I know that that there's so much more out there, and you can heal from trauma and you can live the life you want.
0: I I totally agree with you. And um, that brings me to my next question. Um, some people um it takes some people a while to seek help for different reasons, some yeah. shame, some f- some feel helpless, like there's absolutely nothing they can do. Some, um, for different reasons, society and all that. Um, but I also know that in all of the madness, there's some days or nights you might just feel, okay, let me look for something to do or let me try out something. Christina has mentioned ages ago or something. Um. I like to always uh, leave people with practical tips because I believe that if they tried it and they felt even the tiniest relief, it would encourage them to seek help or mm-hmm. to seek more information. So for those that are listening, what would be like immediate practical tips that we can do that would kind of encourage them to seek more help or seek more information
1: yeah definitely a huge component of my work like I mentioned in the beginning is to reset the body so oftentimes the traumatized individual is disconnected their mind and body are disconnected from each other which either makes us you know hyper aware or maybe not aware enough, maybe we're a little numb. So honestly, I think the biggest thing is kind of learning to ground yourself in the present moment and really feel into what is your body currently experiencing in this very moment. So that can be a combination of different techniques or exercises that someone does. And if I had to give this one specific one, it would be diaphragmatic breathing. Like really just, I'm sure people hear about this all the time now. I feel like it's a bit of like buzzwords.
0: Well, you know, I am a person that honestly underestimated it. And I used to do yoga at some point. And when Mm -hmm. uh, the instructor would say, take 10 breaths. uh, By the time he's counting two, I've done the ten. And I used to just wonder why is he wasting my time until I certified as the brain health coach and I did some breath work and all that. <laughs> so I now realized, and you know, the first few times I did it, I did it because I just wanted to trust the process and do what I was told to do. Not that I right. thought that it would work. And I was quite shocked. And that's why I'm very, um, Particular about giving, just mentioning these tips. One might not do it immediately, but someday you might just remember it and decide to try it, and you will see that it works. And breathing <laughs> was one of them. Oh my goodness, yeah. it's funny to say that.
1: Yeah. So diaphragmatic breathing. So when you're you're breathing in, you're expanding your stomach, and when you're exhaling, air is coming out. So you want to constrict the stomach. And what that does, there's some science behind it too. Which it can activate your vagus nerve, which is a couple more buzzwords going around lately. um, Which I love. (laughs) I'm so glad the information is finally getting out there, and people are learning about all of this because we have the power to heal ourselves. Yes, we do. Yeah. So you know, with that vagus nerve activation, parts of the that become you know dysregulated when you're traumatized in the brain. It is a bottoms-up approach, really to aid in those brain changes to your amygdala, your insula, your prefrontal cortex, your hippocampus. So, it really is profound how much breathing, diaphragmatic breathing more specifically can aid in those brain changes.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for that piece.
1: Yeah, Thank of course.
0: So. Okay, so before we go, um can you take us can you um, talk about your program in a wrap and what it takes for someone to join the program?
1: Yes. So currently I am um, working with women that have experienced childhood trauma. And um, like I discussed, it's kind of that reset, reframe, reclaim framework. And you would be working one-on-one with me um, for a duration of, 12 weeks. And, um, there's also a component of group work too, to hear other people's stories and perspectives and have that, you know, group support. Um, there's a lot of really great research out there that shows the benefits of this group work. And, um, we work through somatic experiencing and really feeling into the body, um, before we move into the trauma narrative, which is when we then kind of understand where did these beliefs that I have originate and work through, you know, like we said, deconstructing those. So we'll, we'll spend a few weeks kind of challenging all of those beliefs and seeing how they're showing up in your life and work to really deconstruct those and replace them with something that is more realistic and more helpful. So maybe like, instead of I'll never be able to do this, it's more of like, okay, I just haven't done it yet. I'm working to do it. It takes, you know, one step at a time. And really just being a little bit more realistic instead of generalizing a whole experience. Um, so we we wrap up with reflection and looking to see how how much you've changed at the end of that and how you're feeling. And there's always, you know the possibility to extend or schedule more one-on-ones with me, um, which you can find that booking link on my business page, which is called Bonbella Wellness.
0: Awesome. 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 Christina, it's been so nice having you here. I actually feel like I went through some little therapy myself.
1: Yes, I love that.
0: Thank you so much, Adam. You guys, you've heard it from Christina. Make sure you follow her and reach out to her and learn these tips. And I want to imagine that even if you didn't go through any particular childhood trauma, we all need to respect at some point. So see you guys next week. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. I'm out. Thank you for listening to today's Episode of Thrive with Omo podcast. This is your host, Omo Obilo.